Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. This is Vanessa Upkins, your host for the My Bible Life podcast, where we do life together studying the Word of God. Well, guess what? This is week eight (laughs) of our Bible study challenge. Uh, How are you doing? Are you learning and growing? Are you able to stay consistent? Oh my goodness, this is so much fun, and I'm so happy that you get to join me every single week. And if you are new, joining me for the very first time, I am so happy that you are plugged in, and I hope and I pray that you will be following this podcast and joining every week. You can always go back to the very beginning of the episodes and start there with who was Mark and be able to just go through those um, those episodes and because I go line by line, chapter by chapter. But last week I had shared with you that I had some happy news that I wanted to share. Well, I am so excited to tell you that the My Bible Life podcast is celebrating our first year. Yay! So I'm shaking my pom-pom, clapping my hands and just saying, thank you, Lord. I want to say happy anniversary to you. Many of you guys have been joining me for one solid year. So give yourself a hand for completing one solid year with me in Bible study. This is really, really exciting and big. And you know what, y'all? I really didn't think about it. I was just doing the Bible studies and not really thinking it was a year. So I happened to look at the date. I was like, wait a minute, this is February. I think I started last year with the recordings last February. So anyway, long story short, it is exactly one year. But the most interesting thing, you guys, is that I literally started studying. God put this on my heart in 2020. And I can remember so clearly that day when it was pressed upon my heart to put to do Bible study on a podcast. Now, you may not know this, I do a live Bible study every Wednesday at 12 noon, okay, with people on Zoom. And so this was in addition to what I was currently doing, and I'm still doing that, live Bible study, but to do it on a podcast, I came up with so many excuses. I was like, I don't know the technical side. I don't know. And God said, you know what? You sound just like Moses. I was like, oh my goodness. I repent. I repent. So you guys, I started in 2020 researching, trying to figure out how to do it, taking classes, all of that because of the technical part, the editing, the software, and all of that. I know for some people it comes so easy, but for me, it's just a challenge. But I can tell you, I'm so glad that I got started because I would not be connected with you. I tell you, even though I don't know your faces or know your names or what have you, I know you're there because I can see the downloads that are happening 
every single day. And I just want to say congratulations to you for being here for one solid year, being here for six months, two weeks, or maybe this is your very first podcast Bible study with me. Hang in there because you are on a journey of self-discovery. And I want to thank you for sharing it with others because this is how we learn and this is how we grow together. So happy anniversary to you. And let's go ahead and get started with today's Bible study. Okay, the Phoenician woman's faith. And we're in Mark chapter 7. And we're going to be reading verses 24 through 30. And this is what it says in the English Standard Version. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know. Yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's bread. And he said to her, For this statement you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found her child lying in bed and the demon gone. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to sit at your feet and to learn about the Syrophoenician woman's faith. We ask for the Holy Spirit to teach and guide us and teach us something that we don't know. And Father God, we pray that our faith is strengthened through this lesson. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Let's talk about the backstory. We can see that the last couple of episodes that the Pharisees have been testing Jesus. One of the testings were uh, the traditions and the commandments. And they wanted to know why Jesus' disciples were not washing their hands properly and following the customs and the traditions. And Jesus answered them. And when Jesus was along with his disciples, his disciples wanted to know in more detail what did he mean by what he told the Pharisees. And Jesus goes on to tell his disciples that is not what you put into your body that defiles you, but it's what comes out of a person, what comes out of a person's heart, such as evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness, and all these other things that defiles you. So in verse 24, it says, and from there he arose and he went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Okay, so Jesus is leaving from where? Jesus is in the Galilee area. And so he is going, he's going now into a Hellenistic 
Gentile area, which is about 20 miles north of Capernaum. So he's going into a pagan area and it really doesn't say why he's going into this area but we can only imagine that he has his reasons for going into this pagan area. It goes on to say that Jesus entered the house and he did not want anyone to know it. So I don't know if he was tired from that trip or I was just thinking about what happened at Peter's home, do you remember back in Mark chapter one, when Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law and the whole city gathered around Peter's home and Jesus was there until very, very late healing the sick and they were bringing um, people from all over the city and Jesus was healing people from various diseases and casting out demons. And so we don't know if Jesus was um, thinking about that could happen again at this person's house. And it doesn't even say whose house it was at. But we know at this point that the name of Jesus, people are very, very aware of who he is and what he does and all that he's capable of doing in this Gentile area. In verse 25, it goes on to say, but immediately a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and she came and fell at his feet. Verse 26, now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth. Now, before we go any further, what is Syrophoenician? So the Syrophoenicians were a native or inhabitants of Philonicia, which was part of the Roman providence in Syria. So this woman is a native Phoenician, which includes the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, I did a deeper study to get more clarity on this, and this is what I found. And so I want to share this with you in hopes that this will help you to understand because it, I understood it more as I did the research. So the Phoenicians were originally the Canaanites, but the Greeks changed their name to Phoenicians. So the Canaanites, if you remember, were the descendants of Canaan, who was the son of Ham, and Ham was the grandson of Noah. The Canaanites were the ones who occupied the promised land before it was conquered by the Israelites' tribes which was led by Joshua. So this Syrophoenician woman is Greek and she was born in this region. So today, Tyre and Sidon, these two cities are known as Lebanon. Okay, let's keep going. So she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he, Jesus said to her, let the children be fed first for this is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Okay, now you might be thinking that Jesus is calling the woman a dog, but we will discuss this a little bit later. Jesus is speaking in a parable. He's using something seen or heard in everyday life to explain a situation and to give the truth 
And the truth is hidden within the parable. So that's why when we see phrases like this, that we really have to read it slow and really try to figure out what is Jesus saying? Because it's the truth is somewhere hidden off into the statement. So that makes it so much fun and, and adventurous. And this was their custom. This was their manner. And this is how they communicated. Also, let me just say this, that if for some reason the disciples did not understand the parable, Jesus would explain to them in detail and in clarity, making sure that his students, his disciples understood. Okay, let me repeat that verse again. It says in verse 27 and verse 28, it says, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. That is what Jesus said. In this parable, Jesus is pointing out that Israel is God's chosen people and they should be the first to receive from God. The Jews or the Israelites, they believe that the Messiah was coming to save them. And they believe that the kingdom of God was for them, God's chosen people, and was not for the Gentiles. But in the book of Isaiah, God mentions that he would make Israel a light and a nation to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And we can find this over in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. This prophecy is written by Isaiah, and this is what it says. He says, he meaning God, it is not enough for you to be my servants to rise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the protected ones of Israel. I will make you a light for the nations to bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. So in other words, God is saying Israel to be a light for the nation and to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And so if we really look at this prophecy, it is what happened. So the message started with his chosen people and the Messiah, which is Jesus, has come and Jesus is here. He is going throughout the region, sharing the good news. He is the light. And fast forward to the day and the message of the good news have been shared to many, many nations and it is going around the world. And it says here, I will make you a light for the nations to bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And the Syro-Phoenician woman replied, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's bread. I believe we can all relate to this. So let's unpack what we have here. We have the dogs, we have the children, and we have the crumbs. The dogs represent the Gentiles. The Gentiles were often called dogs by the Jews. This is a very derogatory statement, but it was common in those days. In Matthew chapter 15, it mentions that the disciples begged Jesus to get rid of the woman, not because 
she personally had done something for a couple of reasons. Number one, she was a woman. Number two, she was a Gentile. And this woman represented the Gentiles and how badly they treated the Jews. The Jews wanted nothing to do with the Gentiles. And this also included Jesus' disciples. Now, the children. The children in this statement represents the Jews. The Jews are God's chosen people, also known as his children. And the crumbs represent the provision, the salvation, the security, in this case, the blessing of healing that this woman is asking for, for her daughter. Let me share with you a quick story. When our children was younger and we were all living together, we had a dog named Gizmo. Gizmo is now old, but he's still alive. He's part of the family. Anyway, when we would gather around the kitchen table, Gizmo would instinctively know that we were eating. No matter what part of the house he was, he would come running and he would sit down and wait for, for a crumb to fall off the table. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't make a sound. He would just stare at you watching. And he would just sit there until you noticed him. If we were too long, he would bark to get our attention. But most of the time, our children would give him a small, a little crumb, a little piece of food off their plates. The point is that I prepared the food for the family. Our family ate first, but somehow Gizmo would find a way to eat the crumbs. Anyway, after he got his treat and we were done, he would run away satisfied because he had gotten what he wanted, the crumbs from the table. Just like the woman who humbled herself, used wisdom to respond to Jesus' statement. He was probably shocked at her response. Jesus could see the woman's faith, her perseverance, and therefore, in verse 29, it's he told her, For this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home, and what? She found her daughter lying in bed, and the demon gone. The woman left in faith, believing that her daughter was healed. Although Jesus came to the Jews first, his own, and you can find this in John chapter 1, verse 11. It says, he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But Jesus fulfilled the prophecy mentioned in Isaiah, the one we just read, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. He went to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. This woman is a Gentile. She believed and she had faith in Jesus. And therefore, her daughter received a healing because of her mother's faith. Oh, my friends, we are ready for our takeaways. And I'm excited to share with you what I've gotten from this lesson. I know I can't share everything, so I'll just pick a couple of things. So the first thing is the woman believed in Jesus and the power of his spoken word. In this woman's culture, you see, they worship many gods. And she probably knew that the Jews only serve one God. She had heard stories about Jesus, and she searched until she found the right house so that her daughter could be delivered from the unclean spirit. She had faith that Jesus could heal her daughter, even though her daughter was not there physically for Jesus to touch her. 
She believed that Jesus still could heal her daughter with the spoken word. The question that I want to ask you, how do you respond when you hear Jesus' spoken word in the Bible? My second takeaway is Jesus responded to the woman's faith. Although Jesus told the woman, let the children be fed first, it's not right for the children's bread to be thrown to the dogs. This woman humbled herself. She came in, she humbled herself, and she responded, and she believed, and she received. Just like this woman's faith today, Jesus is still responding to our faith. Every believer shall live by faith is what Paul told us in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 through 17 that the righteous shall live by faith. And this is what it says in the English Standard Version. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The question is, are you living by faith? If not, you can start living by faith today. This week, I want you to keep asking yourself two questions. Number one, how do you respond when you hear Jesus' spoken word written in the Bible? The question is, are you living by faith? If not, you can start today living by faith. This week, I want you to focus on those two questions. I'll repeat them for you. The first one is, how do you respond when you hear Jesus' spoken word written in the Bible? And the second question is, are you living by faith? Remember, as you ask yourself these questions, it's not to condemn yourself but to bring light in the situation. Just remember the enemy condemns you, but Jesus brings light. So Jesus came to save us and to allow us to have a chance to be a part of the kingdom of God. It tells us in John chapter three, verse 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So Jesus came to bring light and to allow us to repent and to do better. And then he sent us a helper, the Holy Spirit. So Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. We thank you that you are the great teacher and you're teaching us to live by faith through your word, through your spoken word, through your written word. We thank you that your word is alive and it speaks to our situation exactly where we are. I thank you for my friend that is studying along with me through the Bible. And I thank you and I pray for all the other women and men that you will touch their heart and put them on fire for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, my friend, we have come to the end of our Bible study for today. I want to thank you for joining me on next week. We're going to be talking about Jesus heals a deaf man, and we're going to be completing chapter seven. And I want to thank you as always for making My Bible Life your number one podcast for Bible study. Keep studying the word because 
we learn His Word, live His Word, and lead with His Word to have a transformative life. Love you with the heart of Jesus. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the Word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with Him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work He has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and His Word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.